Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We are a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. All right, welcome to The Living Room today. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Heather, and I'll be your host for today's show. Christy's here with us. She's our co-host, and we're also joined by... Michelle. Kate. And Dana. And Jody is joining us remotely today for today's show from Idaho. And we're actually excusing Connie today. She's not with us. She's speaking at Education Week for the next couple days which is a continuing education conference here in town at Brigham Young University. So we wish her the best while she's doing that, and we'll go from there with those of us who are here. Today we're chatting about seeing your spouse. The ability to actually see our spouses or our husbands for who they are and love them for who they are. We're also going to explore the different reasons why we struggle to really see them and kind of dive into that. So hopefully there's some takeaways for us today as to what's keeping us from seeing them for who they really are. And Christy and I have been talking about this, and she shared a great story about her and her husband, Doug. And I'd love it if, Christy, if you'll start off with that. Yeah. So I married my husband, Doug, because he is constant and there are no ups and downs. And if you've listened to this show at all, or if anyone knows me at all, you know that that is not me. There are high highs and low lows, and really, I'm up and down and everywhere in between. But Doug was just Doug, and he was constant. And so that is why I married the man, because it was something I was craving in my life. My family's also all over the place, and he was just solid. And so, and content, content um, to be where he is, and he just enjoys life wherever he is. So fast forward five years, because the first five years, I was in total bliss with this man who was just content all the time. Five years later, here I have um, these little babies, and I'm stressed out. And I'm stressed out because Doug is not what I think he should be. And what I think he should be is a lot more ambitious and a lot more going after things and making a lot more money so that I can have less stress as the mom to two little babies and this and that and the other thing. And I thought he should be something so different. And all of the sudden conflict started to creep into our marriage and That was a few years of this conflict of me just being frustrated. All of a sudden, I realized through study and uh, prayer and trying to commune with a higher power why this was happening. And it was that I forgot to see my husband. And I realized that I was faulting Doug for being exactly what I wanted when I married him. And so I decided that the problem was mine. I asked forgiveness. <laughs> That's huge. That's huge. Doug. It's perfect. And, um, 
and from God. And I, I decided to go forward. And instead of looking at, at the things that he did that I perceived as wrong, um, I, I started seeing him again and seeing the beauty that comes from someone who is content wherever they are, seeing the beauty of someone who is totally happy in their job, seeing the beauty of someone who is just even. Mm-hmm. And I realized that God made me ambitious because we need that. And God made Doug content because we need that. So when I started to see him, things started going much better. And it's a constant thing I have to keep coming back to because we're different people. So isn't that amazing? I think it's probably fair to say we've all found ourselves in that situation a a little bit. I know I clearly have my husband and I are just the opposite to where I'm more the one that's constant. I don't like the change. I want things, you know, safe, secure. Let's go that route. Right. Mm -hmm. But I married my husband because he was more like you. He was the one that was spontaneous and kind of had that, you know, tough exterior to challenge and try. And, and it's been a struggle when I find myself being critical, I have to take a step back or the contention creeps in. Right. And we feel that. So I think the first question is really though, what does it mean to really see our spouse? I mean, when you guys even hear that, what does, what does that mean? I think for me, um, personally, first of all, I have to say I married my spouse for his body and his look. So I don't know how <laughs> I fit into this. <laughs> so you don't have any of That's these issues ever. Yeah. So That's I don't know. Cause it doesn't matter what comes out of his mouth. Just so you are seeing him. Yeah. For so just I am seeing is. him. There you go. That's what, yeah, no, but anyway, no, but I think for me, when you say seeing your spouse, I think it's so much of the time we, yeah. As humans, we think of things from our perspective, Mm -hmm. obviously. So I think it's seeing things from his perspective and understanding why he's reacting the way he is, why he does the things he does. And really, for me, I think that took years and years of marriage before you really start seeing your spouse. And it's amazing to me how many times we get married. Well, how many times when everyone gets married (laughs) and you realize, yeah, this is 20. No, this is my first, but and hopefully only, but anyway, um, but you realize, Oh my gosh, I got married to somebody that I really truly did not know so many levels, but you just really, because I'm like, even if you dated for four years, three years, two years, whatever, we dated a year, I realized how much I didn't know about him, but I knew he was a great guy and how much I become more aware. And I see him now probably still don't know things after 10 years that I will know 10 years more as we go through more together. So I think seeing is is seeing things from his perspective. Well, and what a great point too, that it, it takes time, right? It's going to be over time that we start to see this. Time and experience. Sure. Yeah. So we've got to be open from the get go. My husband Jim. and I have everything in common, a ton. Like we're both creative. We're both spontaneous. We're both fun loving. We're both hardworking so much in common. And so it, sometimes it throws me for a loop. I'm Oh wait, you don't see it this way. Those those few oh, things that that their perspective that is, is just a little off. Then I'm like, oh wait, I thought we were the same, you know. Yeah. And then it takes <laughs> me back a step. Oh yeah, you're you. <laughs> Thank one. heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's mine. Sometimes I'm just surprised that we're not the same because I always think that we are. That you are the yeah. same. Interesting. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think naturally we think, oh, if we're the same as our spouse. We would never run into these types of issues, but it doesn't matter what the relationship is. Yes. We're going to have to take a step back and see them for for who they actually are. Uh, Jody, are you there? Yes. And I've loved all your comments and I can truly relate with Christy knowing that, um, I, you know, my husband, I look at him, um, as that constant too. And, uh, and even though I'm not extremely, um, maybe not ambitious, but very, I thought of myself as an achiever, 
um, whatever word you choose to use, it's just that you're opposite. And so it created fear in me when I started to realize that, oh, my goodness, you know, how am I going to relate to somebody that is so constant? Um, maybe he won't love me for who I am. So I kind of flip-flopped it and tried to become a little bit more constant and more, you know, more even kill, which is so not me because I am a giant emotion every single day. Um, but what I have appreciated is that um, I've had to learn how to accept the becoming. And so when, Heather, you asked that question, how do you really see yourself, I kind of have to look at it as it's an acceptance to become. We really aren't fully developed when we first get married. I don't think we are even if you were to get married at 60 because two beings coming together have to learn to see each other, and it's a matter of who are you together going to become and it's a journey. So uh, I, I think that as much as I'm as different as can be from my husband, I do look to him. I call it the steadfast principle in our family, that word that means he will be the same today, tomorrow, and forever in certain things. Um, but also learning that with that comes this idea that we're going to change enough that our becoming together is, is going to be something more wonderful down the road. Um, but it I love Jody. I love that point and that idea of really just becoming mm -hmm. as you start to see them more. I know it reminds me of this situation. My husband and I were talking about something once, and I remember saying to him, "Just tell me what you want me to do." And he, <laughs> Which is usually what the guy would say. And, he, <laughs> and he looked back at me and he said, I, "I didn't marry you. I married you because of who you are. I don't want to have to tell you what what to do. Do whatever you want. That's what." I married. I married you for you. And I remember thinking, oh, well, he's kind of seeing me and appreciates me for who I am. I need to reverse that and just, you know, pass it back his direction. But he really did kind of what you're saying, Jody, where it was like, I don't, I don't want to dictate. I, I married you for you. So just be you. That's what I'm looking for here. And so I really think when we have to see our spouse, um, there's this great book called Leadership and Self-Deception, and it yeah. is hands down one of my favorite books. If you want to know how to change your marriage or any relationship, even though it's not a marital book per se, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's the very best. It's fantastic. Who writes that? It's by the Arbinger Institute, right. and you can pick it up anywhere. It's really great. There's a couple of sequels to it, but one of the points they make in there is that to really see someone means that we see them with the same hopes and dreams and struggles and stresses just like we do. So it's really taking what we've all kind of said, but it's actually looking at them and acknowledging, oh, you have a bad day? Oh, yeah, I have a bad day too, right? And and when we can see them that way, our spouses, all of a sudden, we, we drop the selfishness, we drop the pride, and we recognize, man, when I have a bad day, I hope you'll treat me this way. So when you have a bad day, I should I should be that considerate, right? And kind of do that both ways. So once we see them and we're kind of analyzing with ourselves, why, why is it that it's so hard to actually see them for who they are? I know for me, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, selfishness, right? Which kind of underlies it all. We're always thinking about ourselves. So we don't see our spouses. Uh, I know my husband and I, one of the things we've argued about the most, if argues the right word is whether motorcycles should be a part of our family or not. <laughs> No, I know. No, no, no. All of us women. I know. Where's Jody? Jody, I think she rides us with her family. So she's probably like, yes, yes, it's great. But it took yeah. us like five years to work through this one struggle. It took us years and years to work through this. And it's really funny because it came to a point. I grew up in a household where motorcycles weren't bad. They were just dangerous. So we right. chose less 
dangerous things to do. It was just put that way. Well, my husband grew up with dirt bikes. He had dirt bikes and he rode them as a child. And coming from a really stressful household, he used that as kind of his outlet. They meant a lot to him. And so we got married. And I remember the day it finally dawned on me that I was being prideful, arguing against these motorcycles. And I realized that a lot of what I was hanging on to was the pride of this is how I was taught. This is how we did it. This is how it should be done. This is how I envisioned it. Right. Instead of taking a step back to actually see my husband's perspective. And so I think pride is a huge one. We hang on to things for certain reasons because of pride. Can you think of some others? These reasons, Christy, I have three reasons. I don't see Doug anymore. And their names are <laughs> Haley, oh, Lily, oh, and Christian. <laughs> And they are my children. I was actually saying to him last night, we were uh, in the kitchen and the kids were all outside and it was a brief moment of just togetherness. And uh, we took the opportunity to maybe kiss a little bit. And I said, remember when we didn't have children and we were in love with each other and we laughed. And of course we love our children and love having them, but the stresses of family life prohibit us from seeing each other sometimes literally right and figuratively everything sure sure well sometimes seeing each other is making time for each other right and and we're huge avid fans of the weekly date night and that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to take over this show with that but i also think daily connections are important but i know that one reason why i don't see my spouse is because i'm not a mind reader and not that he plays games but because he doesn't, but I know that I know what I'm thinking in my mind. And so sometimes I'm like, how can your mind think so differently? I, I can't, I'm, I'm trying really Amen hard to, to see your point of view and I cannot do it. And it's kind of like what you said about being prideful, but even still, there are some instances like even just last night, we were, we were going crazy different directions, trying to do some stuff with the kids. We had a lot of things going on and I kept saying something. And I remember at the end of the night, I am not being understood. I am not being heard, but he was totally fine. I was the only one that was, that was mad that you did. When I said, I'm ready for the kids to go to bed and you're like, okay, let's all go for a walk. I'm like, I don't, I don't think we were were hearing. And exactly right. What part of walk in bed comes together. (laughs) So sometimes in in those instances, I just think those are some of those things, but then it's all like in the communications classes, you learn about the noise, right? What are the things in between that are keeping? And, and at the end of the night, some of the things that we discussed, I realized that the fight that I was having in my head, I didn't even say enough words to him. Right. In my mind, it was totally clear what I was thinking, but then I realized like four hours later after holding a little bit of a grudge, I'll admit that I hadn't communicated well. And so sometimes we don't see our spouses because we're not communicating in the right way. And what we have going on in our brains, we feel it's totally complete, Oh yeah. but they don't see it point. because we haven't had that full conversation or given them the opportunity to see and for, so, us to, so that we can see their point of view. That's right. A good point. So true. Yeah, I do. I love that. I don't see my spouse sometimes because, well, besides the fact, the dailiness of here you are, here we are, I don't see my spouse sometimes because he's super outgoing. He's so uber confident and hilarious, laugh out loud, funny almost all the time. <laughs> I forget that he can get his feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. And like Christy said, okay, this is why I married him because he has this wonderful, beautiful, sensitive heart. And yet I forget sometimes because he is so loud and funny that that 
that heart is still very tender and I need to be careful about his feelings. Sure. Yeah. I was just going to say for me personally, and I think this is one we don't like to talk about and maybe it has or it hasn't happened to you, but my husband and I, and we've, I've talked about this on another show, went through a period of the whole grass is greener thing where, I mean, thank goodness that we were able to come out of that. But I think that's where people sometimes end up getting divorced or things, but we went through a really hard time and every single thing he did because we were both suffering in this hard time, I saw as a fault. Everything I did, he saw as a fault. And so it was constantly in my mind, uh, remember so-and-so that I dated, remember this person, he would have never done that. He would have never done that or he wouldn't. And how silly it seems to me now and how grateful I am that we were able to you know, come together eventually, but it was a long time of, and I like that Christy said it was a long time because it was a long time for me to realize. And it took that hard time for me to really see my spouse, which is interesting because it took all that hard time, but it real I realized now as we were in a great place because of that hard time, mm-hmm. how naive I was to think that it was better. It wasn't better with someone else. It was great with him. I just wasn't seeing him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I recently had an experience, Kate, where I, um, in a work situation, was getting pretty close with another guy, just on a friend level and whatever. And I remember having the thought, he laughs at me. He still thinks I'm funny. And mm-hmm. this guy, he sees me just for me and not the mom and not the the yeah. house yeah. cleaner and not what I look like in the morning and what I smell like after I work out. And how refreshing that is. I wish Doug could see that in me again. And it scared me. And I went home and I said to Doug, I said, can you see me? Do you still see me under here? And he reassured me that, yes, of course, I still see you under there. But sometimes I think we don't see each other in that. Mm -hmm. I love how honest you are because we hate to say things like that. I hate that. We hate hearing that because we're like, oh my gosh, you, you thought that? Of course you thought that. We all think that at given times in our marriage, your husband's going to, you're going to. And if we were more honest about that and came home and talked about that and reassured that maybe we wouldn't end a marriage or maybe we wouldn't jump to a conclusion or, or expand on that or, or increase the relationship with that person. You know, maybe we would then get better, which thank goodness, you know, my husband and I did, we're able to fix it. But yeah, there was many times we both had different thoughts like that. And thank goodness, you know, we stayed, but there's many people that don't. And it's not because they're bad people. It's because you forget to go home and have the conversation or to stop and see your spouse or anyway. So I love that you were honest about that. Well, and it's crazy how those things start to happen. The grass is greener or we look other places or we have those feelings because of how we actually feel. The -hmm. interesting thing is our spouse hasn't done a single thing. Right. Right. And so it's, it's, it's very hard to recognize that, but really we're the ones who have the, the issue and Mm -hmm. that's really hard to digest too. Right. It's really hard to say, Oh wow, I have the insecurity or I have the issue because instead we manifest that that our spouse has the problem. Especially if you're in a bad place and you don't look at yourself. Right. And so we neglect to recognize that we have that problem, that we have to work through that. In my marriage, I acknowledge that it's usually me. (laughs) It just makes everything a lot easier. (laughs) Like I'll take it. I'll just Just take that. It usually is. (laughs) Jody, are you still there? Yes. And I have again, enjoyed all of the comments. And one of the thoughts that's coming to my mind is something I've been working on, and it's the lovely avoidance issue that comes up in a marriage. Let's just not talk about it. Um, let's just push it under the rug because it's going to disappear. And I realized I've been married for uh, a little over 24 years, and um, 
you know, all we're still we're still together, and that is such a beautiful thing when you think of how many marriages do kind of come to a close. But it takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of coming to know yourself. And what I did not realize I was doing for many years was avoiding because I'm a talker, but I wasn't really talking about the issue. I was avoiding what the issue was and skirting around it. And there's there's many things that I can think of that I don't have to go into necessarily, but to say that, oh, I had to do some really deep self-reflection like you brought up, Heather, and say, gosh, if I want a vulnerable relationship with my husband that's 100% honest, I have to knock down some of these walls that I built up for whatever reason. And maybe it was the way that I was raised that, um, you know, let's just put on a happy, happy face because it's all better if we're all happy. And what's really interesting in a book that, I just finished reading, it talked about how um, happiness doesn't mean that everything is up there. You can still be happy when some things are down. And um, I've had a big, long discussion with my husband, even on this last vacation, saying I didn't realize that my definition of what happy was, was that it had to be up, 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 up. And that when we would have downtime, that meant, oh, bad, bad, bad. <laughs> and it's yeah. because I avoided going through some of those doors that didn't, I didn't want to go through them because they would be hard. We would have discussion. We would have to think about what are we going to do now or how can we change and, and quite honestly, how I needed to change. So I think avoidance can be one of those blockers that keeps you from seeing yourself. And it's important to open that door and go through it and use the tools and the resources that we have to help us better our marriages because they're worth it. It's worth fighting for. Oh, Jody, I love that. Isn't that's great? So true. I know. I'm the queen of that. I call it coping, though. I just, <laughs> I just cope with the situation, <laughs> right? Yeah. But then the funny thing is, I find myself taking the high. We call it the high road, right? And mm-hmm. then I get up on the high road and think, "See, look, I'm, I'm coping with you. I, <laughs> I always take the high <laughs> yeah. road, right? And so either way, I know for me, it's because I don't like conflict. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if I can avoid conflict, I'd much rather avoid it than have to deal with it because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it very much. So I. I kind of like to st- steer clear of it. But then sometimes I blow up and that's not good. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't, I just hold it in for a really, really long time until I can like diffuse it. Yeah. I was just going to say with the conflict, it's funny because my husband is so quiet and I am so loud and we are so opposite and it ends up being a, a great thing most of the time. But, but the whole conflict, it's funny because sometimes, I mean, he'll immediately crosses hands in front of his chest and I can tell he's immediately like, stop, stop. And I'll laugh. And then he just gets frustrated, but I'm like, babe, we're okay. We can talk about no big deal. I love you. We're going to go have dinner after this. Like, just tell me what you're thinking. I'll tell you what I'm thinking and let's move on. We're best friends. It's okay. And then he, it's funny because I'll watch his arms like unfold, but I literally have to like, before just go it's okay and so much of the time I'll just laugh and he's like so bugged I'm laughing but I'm laughing so I'm like honey it's okay but it's because I am the biggest communicator in the world and it's okay you can tell me that and I can handle it and we can still be friends and but it's just funny anyway side note yeah how we like those different things yeah I know again back to leadership and self-deception uh it helps us understand as we're talking about this how we carry what they call boxes with us but this idea of conflict and like Jenny you were saying then there's a blow-up I know for me I hold these grudges or I have these feelings and then I start to carry them into every new situation (laughs) and so now I already see the situation 
unclearly, right? right? Not, I don't see what's really happening. And so little things start to happen and then all those boxes pile up and then the weight's really heavy and, and I'm just buried, you know, I just bury myself because we don't take a minute to see our spouse or to communicate with them so that we can kind of break down those walls. Uh, I'd love to know the benefits that you guys have seen as a result of truly seeing your spouse. I'd love to know what it's done for your relationship. Michelle. Well, um, I agree with everything. I think part of this goes into the communication and my husband and I are communications majors or were. <laughs> and so we, I am, I feel very blessed because we are one of those people that fight really fair. Um, and so, but sometimes we over talk about things, but even still we have to remind ourselves, like when he's saying he wants to do something, I'm like, give it to me on a scale of one to 10. Like if it's a 10 for you, let's, let's make that happen. If it's a two for you, like you want to do that? Well, maybe we can talk about something else, but sometimes our communication and seeing them has to go a little bit deeper. And I, I've used this as an example. Um, when I was talking to other people, but what my husband loves a clean car, he loves it. And he spends painstaking minutes and hours cleaning cars. <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm thinking Her to eyes myself, are squinted. She's like, yes, I'm like, oh my gosh, there are other things <laughs> yeah. we can be doing, but I know that that's important to him now. And after 12 years of marriage, um, I remember a couple of years into our marriage, he was like, he said, Hey, honey, the car's so clean. And, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. and I, he was like, no, no, I just need you to come look at it and say, the car looks wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And so, but he needed that. He sure. needed me to acknowledge the time yeah. that he spent, even if it doesn't need something to me. And likewise, if I go to scrapbook weekend and I come home, I'm like, Hey honey, I need you to look at my scrapbook pages. And he's like, meh, meh, meh. and I'm like, no, no, sit down, look at the pages. And all you have <laughs> to me. say is good yeah. job, dear. Yeah. And, and so he does that. He sits down and he looks at all of my pages and when she's like, at him in the car, yeah, in the clean in car, the clean car. Um, but he's like husband of the year. Cause every now and again, he's like, I love what you did with this embellishment. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, you are amazing. But sometimes I think, but, but honestly, that was something we figured out in the first couple of years that it's okay to tell people, to tell them, this is what I need from you right now. And then I can see him better. And it's true. What right. me just saying the car looks wonderful, dear. It makes me appreciate it for sure. a minute. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. and so I appreciate that he had the courage to say, no, no, no. Could you please tell me? Because then that gave me permission to say, no, no, no. Just say good job, dear on these scrapbook pages. And so there are a lot of things where we were just like, good job, dear. But I think that that's a benefit because I can see him better when I acknowledge that the things that are important to him can be important to me too. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I, I think we probably all experienced that. Mm -hmm. It makes, it reminds me, I remember one time having to say to my husband, I just need you to tell me it's going to be okay. That's all I need you to say. Like, don't you don't have to do anything or just say to me, it's going to be okay. It'd be great if you followed it up with a hug and then we're done. <laughs> But it was the same thing. And I hadn't realized it, Michelle. But as you say that, it's it's okay to ask and it's okay to communicate those things so that we can see what they need and they can see what we need so we see them. Okay, Absolutely. other benefits. What are some others? I remember this one night. I was really upset at Doug. And um, we had had a miscommunication and he was outside. Now, you have to know about my husband that he gardens in his headlamp at night after oh, right. the kids are in bed. Awesome. Which I think is really weird. We've actually had neighbors call and be like, someone is in your backyard with a, a flashlight. I'm like, no, that's just Doug gardening in his headlamp at one in the morning. Anyway. Um, oh my gosh. But I'm going to have to come by just okay. to say that. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's awesome. amazing. It's amazing. And like the worst day of his life was when his headlamp broke. But we got a new one. Anyway. <laughs> so I was doing the dishes and cleaning up the kitchen. And I looked out to my backyard and I was mad at Doug. And I saw him gardening in his headlamp. And I just stopped 
and I watched him and he was so happy and he was just in his place. And I don't get it. I don't get gardening in the headlamp, <laughs> but I saw him like I saw him when we were dating and everything, all the anger just melted away. And so the benefit for me of seeing my spouse is just that happiness and that joy that comes when you see another person for who they truly are. And you see them happy and the peace in your life because he's the one I love most in the world. Yeah. That's amazing. I know in our relationship and back to even the motorcycle example, when I started to see my husband, especially on this one topic, it was amazing how much kindness and understanding he then showed in return Yeah. Mm -hmm. to where we butted heads for so long. And all of a sudden when I could actually see him and the reasoning and better understand the joy it might bring him, like you're saying with a headlamp, right? His just was really big and powerful in a motorcycle. And all of a sudden he then was a lot softer and kinder to me and to my perspective. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing to see how that, you know, the, the better I can see him, the better he can see me too. And I think that's an amazing thing that comes from this other benefits. I was just, I was just going to say, I, Oh, marriage just it really does get better and better. And I think I so appreciate the times that are good. And so much of the times are are good, I think, if, or, you know, we're just so glad to be together. But I think the benefit of really seeing my husband is how secure I feel. I just feel so secure knowing him when I really know who he is, knowing that he really does love me. And yes, there's weird things that I question sometimes. And yes, he has his weird deals. He does. And I have mine and we're opposite. But I love the fact that we're opposites. He has taught me so many things because of his example, because his strengths are literally my weaknesses. So I love that after 10 years, almost 11 years, I can see his strengths and appreciate those and learn from those and actually ask him at times, why do you do that? How do you do that? Because I realize what a benefit that could be to me. So I think the benefit is learning from him, from his strengths. You become stronger. Yeah. As we do this. When I was trying really hard not to share this, but it keeps coming up <laughs> in my soul. So I have to share it. Let's hear it. <laughs> but I remember reading the book, don't sweat the small stuff in your marriage. Yeah. I can't remember what his name is right now, but he did the whole don't sweat the small stuff series. And one of the chapters in there is be your husband's second wife. And I think about that Explain a lot. Explain for us. Yeah, why? Well, because <laughs> what he... What, this is not a polygamy thing. No. <laughs> what his point was, his point was, hey, listen, we get to a place where um, sometimes we get lax in the certain things and what, things that we used to do when we were mar- d- like dating and uh-huh. first married, we don't do anymore. And the point was, let them still see you as who you are instead of us being lax. And so I think about that a lot. I think about, um, I want to be the kind of person that he sees me still. And so I also want to be the kind of person that he married all the time. And so if I can remember that I can still be young and fun and take care of myself and take care of our family and that I can be, I, that, you know, we've talked about finding that new thing. If I can still be new for him, then that will always keep our relationship fun and good because the ultimate blessing of seeing your spouse is that you're still together mm-hmm. and that he's not looking for something else and that he's not trying to find his, his voids need somewhere else. And that he's still finding that with me. Well, and I love that the new you're talking about is just being you is actually being who you really are. I love this discussion, uh, all that we've covered today. And I appreciate you sharing. It's hard to share these things, especially in marriage. I think we can joke about some other things a little bit better. And we joke today, but marriage gets very tender and the difficult things get tender, just like the, you know, the happy times. I want to leave you with one of my very favorite quotes. This was given to us when my husband and I got married and it has sat on our fridge on the, on a magnet for the last almost 15 years now, same place. So I see it about a 
thousand times a day. But it says, if you will make your first concern the comfort and well-being of your spouse, sublimating any personal concern to that loftier goal, you will be happy and your marriage will go on through the eternities. And it really is true. I think we've all come to that conclusion today that seeing them really is putting them first and seeing who them who they really are. That's it for our chat today on seeing your spouse. We hope that you'll take some more time and put more energy into really seeing the person that you are married to each and every day. You can find this segment and others on thelivingroom.com, as well as more in-depth discussions on our individual blogs and websites. You can also remember to download our quote card if you want a happy thought, and that quote will be there. And again, you can find this segment on fromthelivingroom.com. Join us next time for another uplifting and enlightening segment. And in the meantime, be sure to give yourself, your family, and today give your spouse some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.